Blog Talk. Ah, oh, Stu, 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 what's your motive? Ah, oh, Stu, 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 what's your motive? Welcome to Wine Talk today, Wednesday, December 9th. I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from sunny Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. Yes, if you notice something different, I sound like Barry White at this point. That's what my wife calls it. I'm a little under the weather, so hopefully you'll bear with me a little bit here. As you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. You can also email me any questions you have tonight or anytime at info at stewthewineguru.com. I call that welcoming all the listeners worldwide and having that listenership. The power of the people meets the power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find websites videos, articles, and shows I'm currently part of. Speaking of articles and reviews, I am writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo, The Examiner, Google, and a few more actually that are on the way. I'm also making more Wine 101 series. Uh, I know I've been asked, I've gotten a lot of emails with respect to when will be the next series. I'm currently working on uh, three more videos Uh, They will be on different wine types and varietals, as well as um, a few other topics that I'll I'll cover. And you'll see when when the videos come out. They should be coming out pretty shortly here. So look for the Wine 101 videos, both on my website and also on YouTube. All right, let's talk wine. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Of course, the number to call in, 1-646-381-4860, or email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. Later in the show, my question of the night is, how often do you drink wine? So get ready on the phone, get your fingers on the keyboard, and weigh in on that one. Well, we'll talk about some industry updates in my segment called Heard it through the grapevine? After that, I'll give you my review of great value-priced wines. Today's wine is a great wine from Italy and around $17, so you'll want to stick around for that one. I'll make some red and white wine recommendations in my segment, Stu's Pick of the Week. Also, continuing my new segment on tonight's show, I'll be making a restaurant pick of the week as well. So when you travel, I'll have a spot for you to go to that offers great food and great wine as well. Stay tuned for that. So since this is reaching a worldwide audience, I've expanded the scope of the wine festivals and the events that are going on around the world to accommodate all the world travelers out there. Stick around for my recommendations on where to go for wine and fun.
Okay, so now on to my Heard It Through the Grapevine industry updates. This article is from the Sun Sentinel. The article is called Palm Beach Billionaire's One-Man War Against Counterfeit Wine. It's by Brian Haas. Here's an excerpt. William Koch didn't need to turn the wine world upside down. The Palm Beach billionaire developed a taste for wine as a young man, and as he accumulated his wealth, he built an extensive wine collection. Among that collection, a 1787 Lafitte Bordeaux with Thomas Jefferson's initials etched into the bottle. Except, he says, it's fake. I thought I had a piece of history, a piece of America's most important history, Koch said, holding up the bottle in his personal wine cellar, which contains about 40,000 bottles. His response to learning that fact was unheard of in the wine world. He sued the seller. Since that initial lawsuit, he has filed four and is working on a fifth, all in an effort to clean up the, an industry where a single bottle can fetch more than $100,000. Now collectors are warier. Some auction houses are shunning him. And the wine world hasn't been the same since. Okay, my thought on the subject. I am one million percent in his corner on this one. Listen, rich or poor, no one should be taken for a fool. Counterfeiters should be brought to justice. I'm just glad Mr. Koch is going to pursue this legally, and hopefully he'll set an example for other counterfeiters who are suddenly having a, an idea on how to approach this. Next update is from Wines and Vines. It's entitled, Washington Warms to Supermarket Tastings, by Peter Mitham. Here's an excerpt. Washington State's year-long pilot of wine and beer tastings in grocery stores helped enhance shoppers' stores' visits with producing a discernible increase in public safety violations. Washington State Liquor Control Board staff on November 30th presented a report regarding the pilot tasting program to committees of the state legislature. The report was delivered to the state legislature December 4th, setting the stage for January 2010 introduction of a bill that could could see in-store tastings become a regular part of supermarket promotions. Approximately 200 tastings were scheduled under the program, which began October 1, 2008, and ended September 30, 2009. Regulations for the pilot program required participating stores to have a fully enclosed retail area of at least 9,000 square feet, primarily selling groceries. Up to two ounces of each of four different wines could be poured, as long as the total pouring amounted to no more than four ounces per visitor. Servers were required to receive training similar to those working in winery tasting rooms, and food offerings to complement the wine or beer was required. Retailers could charge for the tastings, but wineries, importers, or distributors could not subsidize the tasting. Okay, my thoughts on this. Well, in the state of Florida, this has been going on for years in the supermarket chains like Publix and Winn-Dixie. I think it is an integral part of selling wine in a supermarket. People need to taste wines in order to make an informed decision. It's pretty basic. So that's mine on that. Remember, if you have any questions, I have answers. So call me at 1-646-381-4860 or email me at info at stewthewineguru.com. So now let's talk about some great value-priced wines.
Okay. Today's choice is from Italy. It's a 2007 Quattro Leone Barbara Diasti from Marquee Artisan Wines. If you remember, last week I had on Chris Cribb of Marquee Artisan. Excellent, excellent interview. Great, great wines, and I highly recommend them. And their Italian wines, in particular, were really fantastic. My student wine group rating on this is 93 points. This grape is very widely planted in Italy, more than, believe it or not, Sangiovese and Nebbiolo. Uh, Barbera is a grape grown, known for its tannins, low tannins, actually. This wine is, has flavors of cherry and raspberry. It's dark in color and aromas of coffee and leather. The average price you'll find this for is about $17. And I would pair this with lasagna, or anything with a hearty red sauce. Okay, on to Stu's pick of the week. Every week I choose a red and white wine that I recommend for the weekend, or any occasion. This week's red is from Barossa Valley, Australia. It's a 2005 Peter Lehman Clancy's blend. My student wine guru rating is 93 points. It's a blend of 33% Shiraz, 34% Cab, and 33% Merlot. The notes on this are typical taste. A typical taste that you detect are prunes, spice, and berries. Average price you'll find this for is around $13, and I would pair this with a nice chili con carne or a meatloaf. My white wine pick of the week is a 2008 Kim Sauvignon Blanc. It's a nice, crisp, light white wine. The nose shows hints of grapefruit and gooseberry, which are typical of a really good Sauvignon Blanc. And just a small note here, the only white Sauvignon Blanc to ever get 91 points from uh, Wine Spectator is the Kim Crawford Sauvignon Blanc. Now, uh, although I, I disagree with them because I actually feel like this deserves a lot more than that. I would give it maybe 93 or 94 points. I just think it's a really fantastic wine. What I pair it with? Uh, chicken Florentine or a nice fettuccine Alfredo. You can find this wine, and this is the beauty of it. You know, here's where you find a vintner or a wine producer that doesn't get a great rating and then just jack up the price on their wines. You can find this just about everywhere for about $14 a bottle. And yes, I did say $14 a bottle. Pretty amazing to find an outstanding Sauvignon Blanc at 14 because you can spend upwards of 30 or $40 a bottle, believe it or not, a Sauvignon Blanc. And truthfully, I think taste-wise, uh, you're not getting as good as um, the Kim Crawford. It's just a really spectacular wine. Okay, back to my new feature, my restaurant pick of the week. It's my new segment. Tonight's restaurant is the Blue Moon Fish Company from right here in my hometown, Coral Springs, Florida. The address is 10317 Royal Palm Boulevard, Coral Springs, Florida. If you want outstanding fish, I mean outstanding fish, only way to put it, prepared by an award-winning chef and owner, Daniel 
Cornoyer, try Blue Moon. It has great dishes like sesame crusted big eye tuna. I'm telling you, my mouth words just when I say that. I don't even have to eat it yet. I can just say that. And rosemary rubbed rack of lamb. And I'm not big on lamb, but I have to tell you, it's outstanding. The prices range from about $19 to $28 for entrees. So I would say if you want to go to a good place where, you know, you're getting a little bit better, a cut above the rest, this is a place to go. They have a great wine list. I mean an unbelievable wine list, fantastic wines. You want to call them? 954-755-0002. When you get down here to Coral Springs, Florida, and you let me know you're going to be here, you want to go to Blue Moon Fish Company. Upcoming events for my fellow wine enthusiasts to check out and get to. Will you be in Arizona? If so, in Carefree on the 15th through the 17th of January is the Carefree Wine and Food Festival. The festival holds the title of Arizona's largest wine tasting event, featuring first-class wines from Arizona, California, Australia, Germany, Austria, France, and Italy. I think they basically covered everything. So go check it out. Getting in a plane and flying over to San Francisco on the 25th of February. Again, I am skipping ahead here. Um, you will see some of these on my website, and I'm going to update it a little bit here so that you have both February and January events. You don't want to miss the Around the World in 80 Sips. The event will feature bottle notes, suppliers, pouring 80-plus sips of fabulous wines from around the world. Don't miss that one. Finally, for the world travelers out there like myself, on March 10th through the 23rd, if you're going to be in Melbourne, Australia, you can go to the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. The chefs of Melbourne prized restaurants get carried away with festival fever, and they get out there, and you can have their, try their food and their wines. Some of the most outstanding food and wine comes out of Australia. You get, when you get a chance to get out there, if you do, it's a long trip in a plane, but uh, there's lots to taste and lots to experience wine-wise. So don't worry if you missed any of the events I just spoke of. You can simply go to www.stewthewineguru.com and get all of these and more on my news, events, and recommendations page. All right, last but not least, my question of the day from the top of the show. How often do you drink wine? So I went into the, my chat room, and just so you know, we have a chat room here that's live while I'm on the show. And I have Felix in New Jersey who says, let's see. He says, uh, every weekend I enjoy a good wine with dinner on Saturday and Sunday nights. And if I go out for dinner during the week, definitely. Well, Thank you, Felix, from New Jersey, for uh, chiming in there. Appreciate it getting into the chat room. 
Of course, you know you can call at 1-646-381-4860. And any questions you want to ask or any questions you want, anything you want to add in, by all means, please do. Um, so that was, that was Felix from New Jersey. Thank you, Felix. Okay, let's see what I got here. I've got some emails coming in. And the first one is from Karen from Wilkes-Barre, PA. And she says, Stu, I'm really enjoying this show. It is very informative. I also like your website. I use it to choose wine for the weekend, which brings me to the answer to your question. I drink red wine every Friday and Saturday night. I will keep listening in. Well, thanks, Karen, for your email. Okay, a weekend drinker. Let's see. Excellent. Next one is from Shimitsu from Tokyo, Japan. And it says, Stu, you have a great show. I listen to the archive as well as the live show. I drink a glass of wine every evening. Thank you. Okay, well, thank you for your email, Shimitsu. So Japan weighs in. They do it every night. That's wine drinking. Last one from Todd from Toronto, Canada. And he says, love your show. As a Canadian, I used to drink beer and recently started drinking wine nightly. I find it relaxes me, and I like the taste of red wine. Well, thanks. Thanks, Todd, for your email. So even the former brewmeister now is a wine sipper. I like that conversion. All right, so let me chime in here. I like to do one to two glasses of red, red or white wine per evening. I prefer red, but depending on the company and what I'm eating, it could be white as well. I like to have, if I have friends over, um, I usually like to, depending on the friends I'm having over, if we're having, you know, if we're just going to hang out and relax, we're not really having a meal, then I might go with a, you know, I might pick a nice red wine just to, you know, uh, sip on. If we're doing it outside and some barbecue, I might pick some white wine on a hot day here in Florida. We certainly get a lot of those. Um, and if we're going to, depending on the food we're going to do, uh, if we're going to have, uh, you know, a full meal, I'll try to pair up the wine uh, and maybe do an ice wine for dessert or a sauterne, depending on, uh, you know, depending on my mood. Sometimes I've been recently, let you know, I've been recently doing sherry. And I'll tell you where that came about. I actually had a chance to go. I was on a cruise, and I was cruising the transatlantic cruise with Royal Caribbean. And I went from here in Miami, and you go out your two weeks on your two weeks actually on the boat on the ship, and your first stop is uh, actually Lisbon, Portugal. And then you go from Lisbon, Portugal, to um, Spain. You go Cadiz, Spain, Malaga. And while I was in Malaga and Cadiz, what I did was I went over to a, a tour, got off, went over with my wife, and went to Jerez. Jerez is the producer, the biggest producer of sherry. They're it. When it comes down to getting sherry, if you look in any uh, wine store, or a supermarket that handles uh, wines, you'll find that the sherry is from Jerez. I happen to have, uh, I went to um, um, a winery there, a sherry producer, which was, um, and now it escapes me, of course. I'm getting old here. I went to uh, Bias Matus, 
I'm, I think I'm saying that wrong, but it's on my website. And they make phenomenal sherry. And, you know, sherry comes in a couple of different, uh, comes in a couple of different ways. It can be a dry sherry or it can be a very sweet sherry. Usually the uh, Jimenez, Oloroso Jimenez are the sweet cherries. And I had a really sweet sherry that was 30-year-old and 40-year-old. And just like a good-aged wine, it was phenomenal. It was unbelievable. Uh, it's very smooth. It's got like a, uh, a nutty color to it. Uh, and also has kind of that note to it. When you smell sherry, it tends to have kind of a nutty uh, aroma to it. And the sip, as it goes down, unlike wine, sherry is very concentrated. And you get like a tremendous heat as it goes down your throat. Um, the finish tends to be that way, but it still can be smooth. And I, I was really impressed how by not only the fact that it was sweet, but it was also the finish on it was very, very, very smooth. And, you know, anything like 30 or 40 years of, you know, in the bottle, I think you're going to, you know, you can, you can expect that. Anyway, well, tonight I'm going to end a little early due to the fact that I'm a little under the weather here. So I want to thank everyone that emailed in. I want to thank uh, Felix in my chat room. Uh, and if you're still there, Felix, again, thank you. And I also want to thank the people that are listening worldwide, of course. Uh, if you want, you can email me any questions, post the show to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can also check out my website. You can click on the link, the link for all my wine articles. There's also a link for my videos. And you can listen to archived wine talk shows directly on my, my website. So it's there for you to listen to. You also now, just so you know, can subscribe to, on iTunes, Wine Talk, which is through the Wine Guru. All my, it's free, and I highly suggest that if you get a chance and you have an iPod and you want to listen, uh, it's a great idea. Take with you. Take with you anywhere. If you don't have your computer with you, but you have your, your iPod Nano or your iPod Touch or the Classic, uh, download it onto your iPod and, uh, and set up a subscription because then you can get them as they come out. And as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time to stew the wine guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. And now on board.